What are the different approaches to couple counseling that you should know about? You're listening to the Relationship Revival Podcast with John DeBach, also known as Mr. Spirituality. That's me. I'm your host giving you insights and guidance from over 10 years in the field of this amazing journey we call romance. On this show, I go over everything you need to know about how to get into a relationship, how to get the most out of a relationship, and sometimes even how to gracefully end a relationship without pulling your hair out and going crazy. And occasionally, I'm even joined by new and old friends who are also relationship experts to bring you guidance and wisdom with new perspectives. Thanks for stopping by. There are actual approaches, systematic, structured ways of thinking, different philosophies in the therapy world. They're called modalities oftentimes, but in the coaching world, it's just What's your approach? What's your technique? That's what we're going over today so that you can understand what your options are, what might be a good fit for you, and exactly how these things unfold. If you're the type of person who wants to know how the engine works in a car, you might be curious as to what exactly goes through the mind of a couples counselor when you go to therapy. And the truth is that there are many different ways to practice couple counseling as I would say that there's as many ways to practice it as there are couples counselors. But there are some standout experts who develop some pretty incredible approaches to couples counseling. And if you're interested in learning the foundational ideas behind these approaches and where you can learn more about them, I'm going to kind of go over a few, just a short list of some of the most significant thinkers in the space. Um, You know, I pull personally uh, from all of these brilliant minds and I continue to learn New thoughts, new approaches, new theories, new techniques, new tools uh, in the couples counseling world because I believe and everyone I work with on my team believes that all it takes is just one new idea to spark some inspiration in a person that might save a relationship. One of the reasons why I have um, people on this show who are other therapists is very selfish and I've, I've been open about this, but you know, for me, the opportunity to talk to another couples counselor and just get one half of a concept that might be useful for someone down the line. If it means saving one more marriage or, or, or giving validity to someone's frustration two, six, ten years down the line, to me, it's all worth it. Um, I, I think that having the right thing to say or the right way to guide someone at that crucial moment of despair that they might be going through is is invaluable. And so for me, I, I'm always looking to talk to more people. That being said, if you are a relationship expert or you're in the field and you want to be on the show, please feel free to reach out and, uh, and, and email me. Uh, just contact at mrspirituality.com. Just go ahead and email me what, what you want to talk about. And if I have space and I think it's something that my listeners are going to benefit from, I'd love to have you on the show. So let's get into some of the methodologies. My The one I rely on the most, the one I've done the most training with, and the one that resonates with me most personally is the Gottman Method. Uh, The Gottman Method is a form of couples therapy that was developed by Dr. John Gottman and his wife, Dr. Julie Gottman, and it's based on 40 years of research on what makes 
relationships succeed or fail. They had their own love lab. They did some clinical trials. Really, really interesting stuff. The Gottman Method focuses on helping couples strengthen their relationships by improving communication, managing conflict, and increasing intimacy. So it kind of has like a three-tiered approach. There's different techniques with each one of those. Uh, One of the key principles of the Gottman Method is the idea that all relationships have both positive and negative aspects, and that it's important to focus on the positive in order to build a strong and healthy relationship. Seems pretty basic, but if you've ever been a couples counselor, you know that people come in kind of flagrantly holding a magnifying glass to the ugly parts of their relationship and not focusing on those positive things. Focusing on your partner's or even the relationship's uh, positive traits. There's different tools. There's different techniques. There's you know open-ended questions. There's different exercises they go through. But essentially, you're developing what Gottman calls an emotional bank account, or sometimes they refer to it also as love maps. And it encourages, you know, the, these bank accounts encourage the couples to express appreciation and gratitude towards each other, and is pretty transformative when put into practice with the right practitioner. The Gottman Method also emphasizes the importance of effective communication in a relationship. It teaches couples how to listen actively, how to express their needs and feelings in a healthy way and resolve conflicts in a constructive manner. When I go into conflict resolution, when I talk about things like soft startups, when I talk about things like talking from an emotional space that's all completely influenced by Gottman. Um, In addition to improving communication and conflict resolution skills, the Gottman method also focuses on increasing intimacy in a relationship. And, you know, building that intimacy is a different skill than resolving conflicts. One is problem solving and one is kind of just growing the positivity. So it's a different skill set. And this includes helping couples understand and meet each other's emotional and physical needs and finding ways to connect and have fun together. Um, It's just a really great approach to couples counseling. Uh, I do use other modalities. I would say that's the one I rely on the most. John and Julie Gottman have amazing resources both on their website um, as well as several books they've written that you can find all over the internet. And if you are um, really interested in learning more, they are incredible resources, just absolutely incredible resources. Another type of modality is called emotionally focused therapy. It's often referred to by its acronym EFT and was developed by Dr. Sue Johnson. She's a clinical psychologist and a researcher. And she developed uh, this form of couples therapy um, based on the idea that strong emotional bonds are essential to a healthy relationship and that these bonds can be strengthened through therapy. So one of the key principles of EFT is the belief that all relationships go through ups and downs, and it's normal for couples to have conflicts and moments of disconnection. However, 
EFT helps couples to understand that these conflicts, these disconnections are often caused by unmet emotional needs and that addressing these needs can help strengthen the relationship. So during a classic EFT session, couples will work with a therapist to identify and express their emotional needs and to understand the emotional needs of their partner. And the way the therapist does it is they help the couple recognize patterns in their interactions and to understand how these patterns may be causing conflicts or disconnection in the relationship. So there's a lot of pattern recognition, pattern interruption that goes on through EFT. Um, it also emphasizes the importance of building a secure, what they call a secure emotional bond between partners. And that's key in EFT. The emotional attachment, the emotional bond has to be secure and healthy in a couple. And that's kind of at the crux of EFT. Um, it includes uh, helping couples express and receive emotional support, repair conflicts and hurt feelings, build trust, emotion, connection with one another. Overall, EFT is a it's a research-based approach, probably one of the most heavily research-based uh, approaches to couples therapy that exists. Um, and it focuses on help, helping create and maintain strong emotional bonds. That's key. It's it's very effective. It's a highly effective method. And it's been proven to work and, and work with many couples. I don't use it as much because I just resonate more with the Gottman method. One thing that I will pull from, though, from EFT is kind of explaining to my clients what is a secure emotional bond? What is a secure sense of attachment to each other? A healthy one. Because there is an insecure attachment. And kind of explaining it just on a cognitive level makes sense to people and helps them kind of approach their thinking uh, in, in interesting ways. So the the analogy I often use, and it's one Sue Johnson, I believe, uses in, in, in her kind of seminal work on the, the, the textbook on it, is... The idea that your your relationship should be a home base. Um, I don't know if she phrases it exactly this way, but you have to kind of you have to think of it as this: everything in your life is just a venture away from home to just return back home and kind of unpack what happened. Whether you're going to work or you're going to a social function, it's like you have a tether, you know, this big invisible bungee cord. And kind of going out of the house, you're just going to get sucked back in eventually. So making that couple, making that relationship, that secure, homey place where anything that happens to you, you come back to and you discuss, having that sense of home is something I explain a lot. Now, it's that's my own spin on it. It's not exactly, don't, don't think that that's Sue Johnson's exact words if you don't connect with that. I find that that's the way I think of it. Um, there's much more to it than that, but that's kind of the, the main takeaway that I usually uh, explore on EFT. And there's some other tools and stuff. Another big one in the field is CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And this is... Uh, Aaron Beck's work. He's a psychiatrist, psychotherapist who developed a form, uh, this form of therapy. It's known as CBT. And it focuses on helping individuals identify and change negative thought patterns and behaviors. 
and it's been found to be effective in a variety of mental health conditions. It's incredibly well-documented, well-researched, and it's shown to be helpful in improving relationships. Um, in couples therapy using CBT, from what I've seen, what I've heard, I'm not as versed in it. The therapist works with both partners to identify negative thought patterns and behaviors that may be contributing to relationship problems. And this could be things like different thought patterns like uh, I'm not good enough or my partner doesn't care about me, as well as behaviors, not just thoughts, but behaviors such as avoiding communication or becoming defensive when faced with conflict. And the therapist helps couples recognize the patterns and then develop strategies for changing them which could include things like how to communicate more effectively, how to manage conflicts in a healthy way, how to express their needs and feelings in a constructive manner. And CBT could also be helpful in addressing specific relationship issues with trust or infidelity or intimacy because you get into different patterns with those issues. So CBT is is incredibly well-researched. I will be honest, I don't see a lot of couples counselors who are CBT-based, a lot of them use it as part of their tool belt because that pattern recognition, pattern disruption does definitely have a place in couples counseling. But I've, I've yet to meet a therapist who says, I'm CBT. They usually, most couples counselors, most couples therapists I've met are fans of researching things. And the tools that you find in, in the different you know, kind of books that you read from Gottman or EFT or or different things uh, are just so great that everybody tends to kind of branch out from things that are a little bit more research-based and, and clinical. Another one of these, other than CBT, is IBCT, so Integrative Behavioral Couple Therapy. This is Harold Cudler. Uh, he's a psychiatrist as well and a couples therapist. He developed this form of therapy. Uh, It focuses on helping couples understand and accept each other's differences and learn to effectively manage conflicts. Again, you'll see a kind of common theme that a lot of it is managing conflicts, getting through conflicts. Um, But where they differ is in their principle, their approach to it. One of the key principles of, of IBCT, a lot like Gottman, is that all relationships have both positive and negative aspects. And it's important to recognize and accept these aspects in order to build a strong and healthy relationship. So the therapist and you know who, who practices IBCT will help couples in sessions identify and appreciate the positive aspects of their relationship while also working with them to address any negative patterns that may be causing conflicts or disconnection. It also emphasizes the importance of effective communication, like most other things. Um, And it it develops skills like active listening and expressing needs in a healthy way and resolving conflict. I don't have as much experience with IBCT, but I do know that some people have looked into it. uh, Well, not some looked into it. Some people practice it and and are fans of it. So I didn't want to kind of omit it. uh, But I will admit it's not one I'm more versed in. uh, But you might hear it if you're looking for a therapist. So I wanted to kind of put that on the map. There's also uh, people who specialize in kind of different and interesting 
approaches that aren't as well researched because it's really just their own individual work or if it is researched it's not as heavily researched because they're still alive and haven't been in practice as long or they they've just kind of built their practice without doing as much whatever whatever the reason may be uh, uh, one who comes to mind is is dr gary chapman who came up with the five love languages i definitely teach that to just about every client I talk to. It's incredibly helpful for understanding expressions of love and acceptance of different types of expressions of love. Um, again, not very well researched from what I can tell, but just seems to click with people. It's one of those things that becomes very self-evident once you hear it. And so it doesn't really need the research because it just feels right. It's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. And everybody kind of identifies with it. Um, Another one that I think I should mention is the work of Esther Perel. Uh, she talks about novelty in relationships. She's known for her work on infidelity and the importance of desire and connection in relationships. She has a couple really great TED Talks. If you haven't heard her speak before, um, you can look those up on YouTube. She's written several books on the topic, including Mating in Captivity, uh, state of affairs, and she also has a a very, very well done podcast that I'm a big fan of called uh, Where Should We Begin, where you can kind of hear what it's like to go through a couples counseling session with someone like Esther Peril. Now, to be fair, I talk more than she does uh, in my sessions. Usually, I do a little bit more educating than listening. It's something that that resonates with some couples, doesn't resonate with others. She, she tends to be very quiet and kind of is that classic counselor vibe where she says things like, say more, you know, and then the, and then just waits for the, the, the couple to kind of unpack. And I could use a little bit more, admittedly, in my uh, in my sessions. If you ever do work with me, you'll, you'll know. One of the things I say is, if you ever want me to shut up because I'm talking too much, just say, hey, John, can I interrupt you or just John shut up? You know, because sometimes I can get on a roll and forget that I need to hear you. Um, but she's fantastic at it, and you see, you know, the it should be said that the podcasts are several hours, and then they get cut down to the 30, 40 minutes that are most transformative. So I'm sure there's other stuff that happens during these kind of longer things, but it's it's just brilliant to work with. And she, you know, her work talks a lot about rekindling desire and connection relationships with a lot of a lot of these things just don't talk about. You know, she she does emphasize the importance of communication and understanding and developing skills like active listening, expressing needs. I mean, that's kind of consistent across all of these. Um, so I, uh, you know, but the, the novelty and the infidelity is is kind of her specialty. So if that's something that has been plaguing your relationship or something that uh, you, you or your partner have struggled with, you might want to look into her work. Um, and there's no shortage of other people as well. I mean, there's just tons and tons of stuff out there and different approaches. I'll tell you a little bit about my own approach. I have a spiritual background, so I pull a lot from Gottman. I use some EFT techniques um, because of the management of conflict, which I think every couple needs to learn. I think that's kind of how you teach. It's not a question of which modality teaches how to resolve conflict. They all do. They all have slightly different ways of, of talking about it. But um, for me, that's the one that had the clearest path and has proven to be the most effective uh, for the couples I've worked with. 
another one you might want to look into um, is Imago therapy, which is Harville Hendrix's. Um, there's so many. But so where I differ and where my approach is slightly different, I think is because I was on track to become an Orthodox rabbi. I'm a student of religion. I'm a fan of learning what dogmas and concepts and philosophies are, uh, philosophies are, are strong enough and resonate with people so much that it dictates how they live parts or their entirety of their lives. That's fascinating to me. Um, and so I have a bit of a spiritual approach. I do believe that there's something bigger out there than humanity. For me personally, I believe in God. Uh, if, if you ask me why, the answer is always going to be because I want to. I can't give you a good reason. I just want to believe that there's a creator that has a point to all of this because it's the, pretty painful to, to look at the world and not feel <laughs> that there's a point to it. Um, I don't believe in this vengeful God or judgmental God that you might have you know heard in different schools of thought, but I do believe in a, in a loving God who wants the best for us. And so for me... When I talk to my clients about their relationships, the key takeaway is they need to figure out how to connect with something bigger than themselves that is not in the relationship. So if you're religious and you think and you have a connection with God that's healthy, relying on that source is incredibly powerful because it will never falter. You'll always be able to rely on an infinite being to give you infinite love. And so you have to fill yourself up with that much love so that you can bring it into the relationship. Now, I have clients who are atheists, uh, atheists who are spiritual, um, and I have atheists who aren't spiritual, but they find other ways to fill themselves up with positivity, whether it's through meditation or exercise or really anything. Uh, that's bigger than themselves. You have to find something outside the relationship so that when you come into the relationship, when you walk through that door, you have that positivity to give to your partner. And the kind of the second rule that I have for people is relationships have to be about giving more than you take. If you're in a relationship where you don't want to give to your partner more than you expect to take from them, that is a bad relationship for you. You are only teaching yourself to become dependent. You're weakening your sense of accomplishment in the world. It's, it's negative to yourself. Forget the fact that it's not fair to your partner. Of course, it's also not fair to your partner. But you should want to give more than you take in a relationship. The problem with that is if you don't feel like you have enough to give inside of you because you're not connecting to something bigger than you, then being generous is very difficult. So those things go hand in hand. Once I get people over that hump mentally and they buy into that concept, then learning about conflict management, learning about personalities, about communication style, conflict style, those are tools in order to smooth out the relationship and build intimacy. But everything starts with getting to a place where you can be happy and joyful on your own. That's my own approach, at least. So every every relationship coach that I've ever talked to has their own kind of spin on things and how they approach it. Um, that's mine. There are, like I said at the beginning of this, 
as many ways to practice couples counseling as there are couples counselors. So when you go and talk to someone who is possibly going to be the person you work with, think of it like a first date. Always kind of go into it, seeing if you like their personality, their communication style. If, if you don't, don't work with them. It's really that simple. There are enough out there that you can find someone else. If you're struggling in your relationship or you feel like you need a little bit of handholding to understand how to go from having a bad or even a so-so relationship to the one of your dreams, then I would love to speak with you. Head over to my website, mrspirituality.com. That's mrspirituality.com. And you'll find a big button there or a phone number. Just click or call and let's set up a free 20-minute consultation with you where you could speak to me or someone from our team one-on-one just you and us for 20 minutes where we can kind of guide you and show you how we can transform you into a relationship expert yourself. Again, it's a completely free consultation. Just head over to mrspirituality.com. Again, that's mrspirituality.com and click or call and we'll set something up for you right away.